Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's up, guys? This is episode 77 of another Jags podcast. I'm here with my boy Mike. What's up, brother? Mike, what's up? We're talking D-Line tonight. If you haven't yet followed us on Twitter, we're at another Jags pod, Facebook and Instagram, another Jags podcast. And I got to say, I'm not one to brag. Oh, you're not? That's not the Jason I know. <laughs> I'm not one to brag, but we were just informed by uh, our podcast affiliates. That um, we are the number one downloaded Jags podcast. Wow, I, I'm blown away. Like, and I guess I guess it to the fans because we're not former players. Obviously, yeah. if you're watching our YouTube, yeah, very clearly, <laughs> if you're watching our YouTube live show, we are not former players. We're not even like employees or former employees of a radio station or the Jaguars. And to hear that we're the most downloaded Jags podcast is kind of sobering at this point. Thank you guys. Like we, it's 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 awesome. So. Thank you so much. Uh, we're pumped about it. We're going to be here with you. I think part of it was that we did podcasts all through the off season, and these other guys just kind of popping back in now the season's starting. But um, you can go back and listen to any of our podcasts. We've been breaking down positions all summer. And tonight we are on D-line. But before we get to that. Pretty good group. I think we saved the best for you to be on here. Okay. You know, I got to say. I appreciate it. But before we get to d I'd like to just talk real quick about things that are happening amongst the team. And so right now, we're, it's training camp. There's been videos that have come out. Have you personally been to any of the... I have not, no. Any of the, in the training camps? So from the videos that have come out, what are your thoughts on what you see so far? Uh, defense looks good. Nick Foles has looked okay at times. Definitely. Look, he's Okay, let me just pause you there. He's looked okay at times. I mean, because all there's the a reason that Marone called the defense off the field so that the offense could practice. That's how good the defense has looked. And that could be contributed to the backup quarterbacks back up. So, I, I mean, but I've seen a few Nick Foles throws that were okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, throw, he had a throw to Conley. It looked good. Yeah. He's had a throw to D.D. Westbrook. It looked yeah. good. Overall, is it what you expected? Camp. Yeah. I no mean, pads. He's going it's against an elite defense with average playmakers, so. The difference between him and Bortles, though, is night and day. It's incredible. That's the biggest thing for yeah. me is is that. Yeah. Um, Leadership. It just feels different yeah. with him not there. And we just want to take this time to tell you, we are on YouTube Live. If you're a night owl, because we do these shows late at night. We can't, I mean, we just, we have lives like you do. So we do these shows live pretty late at night, but then we post them. But we encourage uh, PU to get on there and give us questions and things like that. We have a couple of comments already. and. 
again, we're a fan show. Like it's not about our opinion. It's about y'all's opinion. So if you have an opinion, we're going to put it out there because that's the most underutilized portion of the Jags fan base is the fans. It's sad that we even have to say that, but it's true. Brent Papineau says the reason is that we are the number one podcast is the real fans. It's because he's saying basically we're real fans. That's the reason why that we're number one. And we hundred percent agree. And Brent, has been right there with us and he's one of the guys that has been a real fan. We've been through some dark times. Very, we have been. Very dark times. We have been. And Brent does a lot of stuff for the community. He does a lot. So if you, you should follow Brent Papineau. He does a lot of things. I'll pump Brent all day because he does things that helps people all over the city. UCF Jaguar, one of our favorite Jags people. Yeah. Jags YouTuber. We don't need to tell you that. You guys know who he is. UCF Jaguar. Big time. He says, the fellas are back. Wish I was able to go to the practices. We're still waiting for UCF Jaguar to come on the podcast. So this, so uh, look, UCF Jaguar, we have a place for you to stay. I have a house with extra bedrooms oh, wow. for you to stay. You come down to the games. You got a place to stay. Come on the podcast, and it'll be a good time. And uh, you have an open invitation. We love what you do. You kind of sound like Mac from It's Always Sunny. You're gonna wait, like late late season or like early season? I just Mac, just offering late him a, season offering, him a, offering him a place to stay in general. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Bold strategy, but okay. <laughs> Late season max a little sketchy, but early season, I, I'm That's willing to, to get with that. All right, but this is the D-line podcast. So we're going to talk about the D-line. What a group. I mean, seriously, like, I mean, we did just spend our first overall pick yep. um, Thankfully. On, on the D-line, yeah. And we have a bunch of questions about the D-line we had asked earlier. All right, the first question, and keep in mind, we're going to be launching our live fantasy league in about a week and a half. We're going to be putting a tweet out um, for people that are interested. And we're going to give priority to those that have asked the most and best questions. So uh, we're going to go with this first question from Ramen Eater. He's at Eater underscore Ramen. And he says, asking questions to play fantasy. I like it because it's going to be a good league. And we're going to get free prizes, literally. Like, literally free. We're going to get free prizes. Am I able to get free prizes? Because I'm not technically part of the show. You, but... You're pretty trash at fantasy, okay. so I thought we'd leave you out. But if you okay. really want to get in, I think we can bring okay. you in. That's ironic coming from the Andre of the, the podcast. But I okay. prefer to be the taco. <laughs> so Ramen Eater says, asking questions about fantasy, will Josh Allen have a bigger role on the team than Dante Fowler did? And do you think he has a shot at outplaying Yannick and becoming the starter? Ooh. I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll, for it. No, I'll let you go first. No, I'm no, 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 you got it. No, I want to hear no, you. No, you're the Fowler. You love Fowler, so I would love to hear what you have to say on that one, honestly. Okay, I do love Fowler, but I don't think he got a fair chance here fair in Jacksonville. Chance. Okay. Because he literally plays the same position as Yannick Ngakwe. He's not, he can't play the strong side end. He can only play the rush side. So you're saying the number three pick in the NFL draft didn't have a fair shake of beating out the third round pick? I think when you phrase it that way, it makes it sound like all things were equal and ambiguous. But in reality, Dante Fowler tore his ACL in okay. his first year. And he had a whole and Dante year. Fowler, he had like 16 months to come back from that. And Dante Fowler, and, and Yannick Ngakwe showed out. Okay. So to be fair, he didn't really ever get a chance because of how good Ngakwe played. Okay. Because like I said, they, they play the same position. Okay. When you have a guy like Calais Campbell that can compliment him on the mm-hmm. other side of the defensive line, you have to understand the defensive line. Why well, couldn't Calais Campbell compliment Dante Fowler though? Because Clays Campbell was is the best player on defensive line. By far, okay. So, literally, it became a competition between Fowler and Ngakwe, and there's no secret is better. Okay. So, Fowler bent, got put on the back burner. He got put in on rushing downs, and I think his percentage was under 50% in yeah. both 2017 and 18. And, and, and to be fair, his grades were pretty good for that. They were okay. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty... I mean, like you said, he was picked pretty high, so you'd yeah. expect it, but... 
It's not like he played terrible. When yeah. the chances he got to play, he played pretty well. Bad. I liked Fowler at points, but bad penalties at times. True. He, effort was okay. I mean, there's. I mean, you can't say anything about his effort. I uh, will say that he was. He he did jump offside sometimes. So let me ask you: Do you think Josh Allen has a shot at outplaying Yannick Ngakwe? No, not a chance in hell. And why not? Uh, there's a reason that Yannick Ngakwe is about to get paid 100 million dollars and 20 plus million dollars a season. And I mean, he he has 30 sacks in three years for a reason. Josh Allen has a lot of talent, but. Just because you're drafted high doesn't mean you're going to be a good NFL player. We've seen it from Fowler, who's been an okay NFL player. Who was that? Deion Jordan. I don't even know if he had a career, uh, ever had a sack for the Dolphins. Yannick's shown it. He's done it. Does, y- does Ngakwe's grade against the run concern you at all? He's never been bad against the run. I've, I mean, I've never watched a game and been like, wow, this. I've never watched a game and been like, okay, Yannick's getting blown off the ball. He's getting beaten. Can you re- recall a time that that's happened? I mean, I just I look at the defense as a whole, and they've been pretty bad against they've the run. They've all have. Telvin's small, Miles look, Jack is small. But but look, but here's what I know though: Campbell is really good against the run. The one that's good. Darius against the run. is good against. He's the run. He's been okay against. Malik the run. Jackson is good against. He's the run. not been good against the run. His, in his career, he's always been a much better pass rusher. Okay, than a, a, but I'm just saying, like defender. like there's only so many players to go around. Yeah. And on the front seven, and two or three of them are pretty good. Okay, so that leaves you with Ngakwe, and I mean, his. I just, I just, his stop percentage against the run, worst on the team, 2.8%. Okay. But you have to think who's on the other side of the field and they're going to run away from him at all costs. So already. They're going to run to Clay's Campbell? No, they're going to run away from him. So he's already at a disadvantage. You know that Fowler's going to, or that Yannick's going to get more rush attempts at his side. That should give him the opportunity to play better. Better. You have, I feel like you're getting targeted more, if anything. They're going to. Okay. So that's a fair point, but. I, I feel like Ngakwe gets up field because he only has a speed move. Like the chop everyone talks about is, is a good move. Yeah. But it, it's no secret he's not great against the run. Okay. I mean, he's a an average run defender. I mean, I don't know if Josh Allen's any better. Yeah. I've, I've, we've watched a few games of his. He gets washed out in the run game. He does. He's And, and that's, I've gotten back to this. But he so. gets double teamed a lot too, though. But so does Campbell, and Campbell yeah. fights through it he's pretty well. 6 8 through it. He's a freak. I'm just saying. It was just. He's the number, what was he, NFL top 154. He's a beast. Yeah. Anyways, Josh Allen's going to be really good. Yannick Ngakwe is already really good. So just because he's not going to outplay Yannick Ngakwe this season doesn't mean he's not going to have a role in this team. But the first part of that question, I definitely think, what was it about Fowler? Do you think Do you think Allen has a similar impact as Fowler? Bigger um, role than Dante which, Fowler. Which, which role, which, like what, NFL or the AFC Championship Fowler? With eight sacks. Two against the Patriots. He did have a good playoff run. He did, dude. Fowler yeah. could, would pop off. Yeah. Do you think Allen matches that? As a rookie, it's hard. I mean, Bradley Chubb came in and did pretty well last year, opposite Von Miller. I think I think Josh Allen's going to be pretty good, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did. How many snaps do you think he gets this year? 400. That's a lot. What's the most Fowler ever got? Probably four or 500. That's a look. That's a rotational guy. I would hope that Josh Allen gets more reps than a backup rush end. Do you think do you think it's he's going to strict or play strictly defensive end, or do you think he plays any linebacker? At I don't all think Josh he plays Allen? any linebacker. Yeah, I mean, I could see him being so good. I like him in the the Sam role and rushing the passer on third downs. He didn't but. do a lot in college as far as a Sam linebacker against the run. Does that mean he can't play it? I don't know. I mean, traditionally the Jaguars play a four three with a strong side end, a strong side backer, and then a weak side rusher and a weak side linebacker. Mm-hmm. 
Our weak side linebacker's gone, Telvin Smith. Our weak side rusher's Yannick Ngakwe. Our strong side rusher is Clayus Campbell. We don't have a strong side backer, but Allen didn't do any of that. Yeah. So I'm thinking... You don't think his, his skill set translates to that at all, though? I think, and this is going to sound weird, but I think like his skill set is comparable to like Lorente McCray's to linebacker. Like he's a little bit better than that. At linebacker, though, like I think Lorente McCray actually might give you a little bit more at that strong side backer than Josh Allen. Dropping to his own coverage, they're probably equal. Playing against the run, I think Lorente McCray's probably better. And I understand Josh Allen was drafted high, and people love him because of where he was drafted, but... He was never drafted on his ability to set the edge and to turn plays back inside. Okay. And Lorente McCray showed that a little bit of Florida. Okay. So, I mean, I, I don't think either one are ideal, but if it's between them and Leon Jacobs, I think you could probably flip a coin and to get production out of the three, you probably could, who knows who it could be. Okay. So Fowler, I'm not going to count the year he got traded to uh, the Rams, but 2016, 2017, he played 569 snaps and 581 snaps. So... I think Josh Allen could definitely get in the 400 area. Stick barring he stays healthy, of course. Of course. Yeah. We want health. UCF Jaguar says he's down to come on the podcast. Ooh. He's going to be here for the home games. So we go to every home game. We ride this, the trolley from Jack's Beach because we're Jack's Beach rats. The, the Gus Bus. Yep. We call it the Gus Bus. But uh, we definitely, I mean, that'll be good. Brent Papineau on YouTube says, if Josh Allen is ready to go as a rusher, would the best option for our line be on passing downs? is to have Campbell rush from the middle and Allen and Ngakwe from the edges. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean... So then who comes off the field? Taven? Yeah. Uh, actually, I or Darius. See him, I could see him staying over Darius. Like, depending on the growth that Taven shows this year, he's the more athletic. He definitely fits that three technique role. So I could see him being there. And well, this leads us to a realistic Jags fan on Twitter. He's at Duval Jaguars. Oh, I'm surprised he got that Twitter handle. That's wow. impressive. He asks, will Taven Bryan make an impact this season? I'm excited for Taven Bryan this season. For people that are familiar with, I believe it's called Spark Scores or Mock Draftable, his combine's freakish. So, I mean, he definitely has the athletic traits to be dominant. Um, he's never had, like, the football IQ. He's, what did he start playing, like, junior year of high school, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, so he's got a lot of good players to teach him, so I think he's going to be, I'm really excited to see Taven. Taven and DJ Chark, I think, are going to have big years this year. So both guys going to their second year. Yeah, I think... They were both, I mean, Chark was a senior, but Taven Bryan was a true junior, so he was young. I'm excited for him. Yeah, I am too. I mean, the dude is a freak. Like Even as a Florida State fan, I'm really excited. I, I hated the pig at the time, but freak. He's really athletic, so I'm excited. Everyone got so caught up in his like stats at Florida. Yeah. But for anyone they that... They were not good. But for anyone that watched him, like the eyeball test is like, the dude was a freak. Like, he would get double teamed every single play, and he would beat double teams every single play. Yeah, I mean, he made guys on the whole D-line look good because of his ability. And it's hard to explain unless you watched him play. But the dude's first step... I mean, we posted we posted clips on Twitter mm-hmm. when he was drafted yeah. where when the ball was snapped, he's he was there. two, two yeah. steps into the backfield. Yeah. I mean, he's... But once he gets back there... Well, I think he eats up blocks. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what a guy that... He basically plays like someone who weighs 30 pounds more than him does. Yeah. And that's what's kind of like, it's hard for people to understand. 6'4", 290, but moves. Yeah, but he, plays like a guy that's 320 that yeah, can move. He's a freak. Yeah, I mean, he really does. So, I mean, I give him some time. I think he'll end up being pretty good. All right, so we've talked about Ngakwe. We've talked about Dante McRae, surprisingly. He got into this. Yes. Dante Fowler got into this somehow. What do you expect from Calais Campbell? Calais. 
Uh, what am I expecting? I really hope he stays healthy first and foremost. Uh, always going to be a leader. Still, probably the best defensive player on the line. Got to be. I don't know if it's I'm, close. He was so good last year, even being hurt. Yeah. And old. Yeah. Yeah. What was he? What was his PFF grade last year? Like ninety-two. Ninety, like yeah, ninety-two. Ninety-two like for a thirty-two-year-old. Yeah. That's insane, man. Drops in sacks, but his run—he was the number one uh, run de- rush defender or run defender. He is, yeah. dude. He made up for the entire line, man. He's it's, a beast, man. The linebackers underwhelmed is, last year. Is he already in your top five for Jaguar favorite players of all time? Yeah, yeah, I think he has to be. I loved him in, in uh, Arizona a lot, just as a random player. But Jacksonville, I liked him because he he took the Jacksonville contract for the money mm-hmm. but then didn't mail it in yeah and you see so many times he said it from the beginning that the talent was here he called it yeah he did yeah. and he can say all he wants that's why he came here but in reality we did offer him the most lucrative contract of any of the teams yeah but he didn't mail it in no. and he's been a leader and he's been the one of the he's guys had his best years here he really has that's yeah. insane yeah absolutely insane so i'm pumped up for class campbell i think this year will be a good year for him and um I, I'm excited to see what happens. All right. Well, I think this is the time in the podcast. We hate to say it. Oh, God. But this is the time we got to take a little commercial break. If we have to. We do. We have to. So um, we appreciate you listening. There's going to be about two minutes of ads here. Um, support them. Tell them, hey, hey, another Jags podcast recommended us. And let's say the product's terrible. Like we've had podcasts that or about like movies if you're not a movie person like me and then we have some ads that are about like shaving devices and if you're not really into that either then that's fine too what you can do though to help us out is you can go on our iTunes and you can give us five stars and you can write us a uh, comment like how good we are Hmm. you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel so but if you just don't care at all and you're just in it for the Jaguar content I understand that reminds me a lot of myself yes so just fast forward two minutes and then we'll be coming back on segment two where we're going to get to the rest of your Twitter questions and more about the defensive line so thank you for listening to another Jags podcast make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook to search another Jags podcast for the first thing that comes up we'll be right back and welcome back to segment two of another Jags podcast we are talking D-line tonight. I'm with my boy Mike, and we're super excited about tonight. Uh, we are doing a Saturday night episode because we're trying to do two episodes a week now. Um, we'll see how it goes. There will probably be late night episodes like they are now if you're watching us on live on YouTube. Or you can just go back because we post all these episodes. We repost them on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. You can watch us live, talk. Um, it's, it's a good stuff here. We are legitimate Jaguar fans, and we have been Jag fans our entire lives. We go to every single home game, and um, we're as passionate as it gets. So that's where we're at. So we're talking D-line. We have a couple more questions. I wanted to hit this quick YouTube question, though, from Brent Papineau. He says, what will you need to see from the rest of the D-line to feel good to let Calais Campbell go? He still has plenty left, even as rotational depth. Is he worth the money? Well, I'm actually more a believer in 
Yannick and Josh Allen playing both a defensive end than Jason is. He thinks we get run at too much. I don't. I can't see Calais unless he looks like he's unless he has like a Peyton Manning who just falls off a cliff. I couldn't imagine him not being on the Jags next season. So, what, what does his contract look like for next year? I know they. I'm not actually sure. Uh, well, we can look on Spotrack because they did. What do they call that? Restructured. Restructured. Thank you. <laughs> big big word there. Sorry. <laughs> Very big word. That's a big boy word. was born in Jacksonville. I don't know what the word <laughs> restructured means. No, they did. They restructured him to, I think they, what, what's he, I mean, he. Because Marcel Darius is $20 million next year, guaranteed. But on the books, Campbell is at, still at like 14 and a half, I think. Not guaranteed, year. but that's what his. No, he's getting paid 14 and a half this year. No, I'm talking about Marcel. I didn't mean guaranteed, but no, yeah. Is, yeah, 20 million. Campbell, I think, is second most on the books this year as far as... I know originally it was like 14 or 15 million, but I'm not sure. I think what... he's 14 and a half this year. Yeah. I'm just not sure how it works with the restructuring. Yeah, it's showing on Spotrack 14 uh, next year. And dead cap, it's 5 million. Cap hit, it's 14.5. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, people will get all been out of shape about Foles, and I think Foles is only getting like 11 and a half this year. Yeah, I think his comes later in the second and third year, I yeah, believe. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... Interesting to think about. So, basically, you never answer the question. The salary cap's a myth. If if he wants, if the he wants, is not it a absolutely. Myth, when's People, the la- when is the last time a good player got? Cut? It happens all the time. Oakland had to get rid of Cleo. Cash Mack. flow that has nothing to do. It's because oh Mark gosh. Davis is literally he has no money besides the People Raiders. People walk all the time because of money. No, nope. name all one. The when's time. the last time that's happened? What the Seahawks couldn't resign Frank Clark. Why they? That's I don't think they couldn't because they were giving what's his name. That's another cash flow thing. They were giving okay, Russell Wilson. Cash flow. They just paid Russell Wilson time. and Bobby Wagner. Exactly. So they don't have this. You can call it cash flow. You can call it salary cap. Call it whatever you want. You have a finite amount of money you can pay you your players. So you have to evaluate who's worth what. That's the Seahawks. So why did they let Richard Sherman walk? The Seahawks. The the Raiders. The why are the Cowboys holding out on Elliott? Why is all this stuff happening? Because Ezekiel just assaulted a security officer and. But you only have so much money spinning. that you can pay players. It's not like a minute. Who else are we going to be paying? We have Jalen Ramsey. We have Miles AJ, Jack. Okay. We have AJ Boye. He's huge on okay. the books. Okay. Yannick. What are you talking about? We're the worst example. Like You could throw the Raiders and the Cowboys and the Seahawks at me, but the Jags are the worst example of overspending their limit. Exactly. We have money. So We have no money. We have plenty of money. Why isn't it Gawkway tied up then yet? Because he has, still has a full year on his contract and... He's going to get paid eventually in the next week. All right. Well, I hope so. Okay. All right. This next question is from Josh Allen D-Roy, and he's at Dunder Mifflin 89. I can assume that means he was born in 1989, which I can assume means that he was born in the best year that was ever. So you guys happened. are both old is what I'm hearing. And he says, do you think Smoot gets any significant playing time this year? Also, do we have any chance of replacing Campbell when he leaves? No. <laughs> Smoot's a cool dude. I do like his like videos and stuff, but not a chance in hell. Um, I think he could be a good depth guy, but as far as him replacing Calais Campbell, nah. Maybe T- I think Taven Bryan is a much better chance or Josh Allen. Yeah, Smoot's a cool dude, but zero sacks in 28 career games and like 20 tackles. No, nah, he's not the dude. Unfortunately. I hope so. I would love to see him break out. So... I have no opinion on Smoot. People like him because he's like progressive, posts videos. He's a cool dude, for cool sure. Cool dude. Not a jerk. He could be, he could be, what's his name? 
Hugh Douglas. He could be one of those guys. He could be Hugh Douglas. That's a good point. But there's not a lot of Hugh Douglases out there. For me, it comes down to your productivity on the field yeah. and what you've shown and even your potential. And for me, I just feel like Dwayne Smoot isn't the right investment for me for the rest of this team. From the very beginning, it was a weird draft pick. And for that reason, I'm out. Oh, God. He's been watching Shark Tank. <laughs> Jesus. All right, moving on to the next question. This question is from Kev Click, and he's at kclick underscore six. And he says, do you do y'all think Calais and or Marcel Darius will be with the team after this season? P.S. Let me join the Fantasy League. Let me just tell you right now, Kev Click, you have a pretty good chance at the Fantasy League. because we're Jason we're, loves a suck-up. Not that you're a suck-up, but he's a little brown noser, so he's all about that. No, keep going. Anything no, else? Anything that's, else to say? that's pretty much it, Anything Brown Nozer. Okay, okay, all right. No, Kevin Click has a great opportunity because we are going to be giving away free prizes in this fantasy league, and because of that, we're going to give the spots away to the people Shiva? who have given the most quality questions. And Kev Click is up there with the quality questions. But be looking for the fantasy league. I don't want to say applications because we're not like that formal, but we're going to put a tweet out there, and we're going to um, in a week or so. So be looking. And um, I think Kev Click has a good chance. But uh, I would like you to answer his question. Do you think Calais Campbell or Marcel Darius will be with the team this year? After, I think, I know, after this season. Calais will, Marcel Darius will not be. $20 million off the book for Marcel. Okay, if you had to rank right now, as far as skill, top five D linemen, who would it be? From on one our, to on five. On our team? Yes. One. Uh, Calais. Two. Yannick. Three. Marcel. Four. Uh, Avery Jones, five, and then like a toss up between McCray and Dave and Brian. That's sad. Yeah. So you think the third best player on our D line currently will not be renewed? Well, we, have, we haven't seen Josh Allen. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. I noticed he was on your list. Yeah. Who I expect to be very good, but he's a rookie. Is there any chance you're the you're the you're the uh, contract guy? Is there any chance Marcel Darius? I mean, I know he's already been restructured, but there's like you're the guy that says salary cap's a myth. Is there any way Marcel Darius comes back on a contract? Like, what can happen? Like, what, what? Want, if he really likes Jacksonville, we win, and he takes a a hometown discount. Yeah, what? a one year, two million. I don't, I don't even know a situation. That I, I couldn't imagine him coming back to Jacksonville. Um, I mean, if Jacksonville, okay, let's say Jacksonville. But I don't even know if he's gonna have a big year and play him out of our. That's the thing, though. I don't think he's even going to play that well. That he's going to be priced out. Just that that pushing it back and that huge contract in Buffalo has always been kind of an albatross. So you don't think? I mean, he can't he can't get cut from released from his contract and then re-sign with Jacksonville for one year. Uh, like 3 I million? said, if if we have like a really good year and go far and maybe win a Super Bowl, something like that. But I couldn't imagine. I mean, he's it. not getting any younger. No. I, I have a feeling that if the Jacks and, and I've heard he really does like Jackson, maybe in the, one of those situations. But I couldn't imagine him coming back. I think Calais is much more likely to come back. I think this is like the perfect situation for this type of situation to happen. You think so? Yeah, like a team with Calais and Ngakwe and Josh Allen and Taven Bryan. If you're a guy like Marcel Darius, how old is he? 32? No, he's probably like 29. He was in the He's like he, he was, was in the, the second round he was the second pick overall. Third. I it was uh I think it was Cam Newton 1, Von Miller 2, him three, then like Jared McCoy fourth. So who's the third overall pick? Yeah, 2012. In 2012. 2011. 2011. 2011. We have to look this up. 
We're gonna get our stagger. Look it up. Cam, was Cam Newton? I always get the Cam. Oh, Blaine Gabbert and Cam Newton, same draft. So it's Jesus Christ, we're old. Yeah, we. God, <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. So, uh, I would think this is the opportunity for someone that's been in the league for over eight years to re-sign a contract. It's going to be with a team in he, a city he you, likes. You can't see anybody giving him some money though. He's no. still a good player. He is, but yeah, you're right. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so we've talked you about... Think, you never did, what about Calais? Think he comes back? I do, yeah. I think Calais... Calais is the type of guy that is going to... Is really like faithful to his home cities. Yeah. So, but I could see someone still giving him money, like a little Malik, Malik, Malik Jackson getting three years, uh, $30 million from... I could see him getting that kind of... Malik Jackson went to where? Uh, Philly. Okay, so Malik Jackson, how much playing time do you think he'll get at Philly? I think he'll play a lot next to Fletcher Cox. They have Jernigan still. I think he'll play a good amount of snaps, probably 70, 65%. With Jernigan and Fletcher Cox? Yeah. I don't know, man. He seems like the type of guy that's going to play like 40% of snaps. Jernigan had a bad back last year. Okay. so he's, And he's, I think Malik Jackson's a better player than Jernigan. Okay. Maybe. Even as an FSU fan, I think he's a better player than Jernigan. Well, we'll see. So does uh did Deton Jones do anything for you? Tom Jones. Deton Jones. Oh, the guy from Green Bay. Uh, I think he's good depth. Uh, he's familiar. He played under uh, uh what's his, the gentleman from the Packers that we just got? Our old coach, John uh, Capers. Capers yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's good depth. It's better than playing. I'm no offense to this gentleman, but I mean Eli Ankoy. Really Anku? Yeah, Anku. I mean, yeah. He's uh, young, I'll definitely take the former first round draft pick. Yeah. All right. What about Dontavious Russell? Uh, pretty high recruit coming out of high school. Talented. Was a pretty productive player, but is one of those throwback two down linemen. I could see him going to be like a being in a good uh, run stuffer. I mean, I feel like the Jags wouldn't have drafted him if yeah. they didn't foresee him getting at least some snaps. Yeah. And we developed the defense line pretty well. Besides to move, right? And Taven Bryan. I hope he's not watching this. Jeez. He probably is. He's this media guy. He's had his chance, don't you think? Cold world. It's been three years, yeah. Zero sacks in 28 games, like we said. Yeah. So how, how do you not fall your way into a sack in one game? Especially for the Jags in like their yeah. heyday, Jeez. when literally everybody was getting sacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's sacks tough luck. Will. That's yeah. tough luck. Not Michael Hughes not, does nothing for you? Was the UCF dude? UNLV. Nah, nothing. All right, what about Avery Jones? We haven't talked enough about Avery Jones. I, I, I earlier, I, I, what did I list him? It was him. I, I put him fourth. Him or Taven. He's a good player. He's versatile. Uh, pretty good run defender. Pretty solid against the pass. Uh, always seems to be healthy. Availability is the best skill set you can have in the NFL. I agree. Yeah, so I, I like some Avery Jones. He always seems to make plays. He ended up playing from Leak Jackson late in the year. He's, he's solid. He's always been solid. I'll give him that. His stop percentage is 8.9%. Not bad. Which is the Third best on the on. team for people that have played over 15 games. Defensive tackle-wise, because Calais is higher, I believe. Campbell must have been on the DN list here on PFF. Yeah. Because according to the D tackles, he was the highest besides Lyndon Johnson. But Lyndon Johnson only played in three games. Uh, what was he? Clears is at 14.2. That's really high. Yeah. yeah he was with the DN. There's a reason he led the NFL. He's yeah. a freak. No, I'm not I'm disagreeing with you, but Avery yeah. Jones was at 7.3, and Marshall Darius was at, Marshall Darius 7.3, Avery Jones was at 8.9. 8. 8. Yeah. 
Malik 21 Jackson. stops. That's a good a lot. Yeah, they're both. I think 21 stops leads yeah. D-tack interior D-lineman. I think our run game is going to be better this year. I think Avery Jones is immensely underrated. Yeah. And fourth on the arguments line is not a bad little place to be. No. I mean, we know that. Yeah. He knows that. 101 pass rush snaps. Run stop percentage 43.2. One hit, three hurries. You'd like to see that kind of come up a little bit. Yeah. But one sack, one hit. We were in the position a lot of the times. We were down. The teams are rushing against us. So uh, let's see what 2017 looked like for him. 2017 for him. Uh, not much better, actually. <laughs> 10, hurries, 10 hurries, 11 pressures. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you went some you lose. Malik played pretty well that year, and so did Marcel there. So good. He's a good depth. So he'll take it nowadays. Yeah. Good contract too. So. All right. Well, I think we're gonna take one more break. We're gonna throw in um, some ads here, just because you know we're greedy like that. If you haven't yet followed us on Twitter, we're on Another Jack's Pod. I post cutups all the time on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We post all of our new episodes on there. We would love to get our followers up on those sites we're on youtube um that's kind of where we're moving toward and we make no money off youtube but we kind of feel like there's more interaction on youtube as far as like in like real time comments and questions so we'd like to see you guys kind of move toward there with us um but it's up to you if you want to go on apple itunes or spotify or google play or whatever it is you listen to podcasts you can do that too, and we also upload our YouTube. Uh, we lo- upload our our ed- our like cut ups of our podcast without like the terrible breaks and and ads. Ad- <laughs> yeah, all that. So go on there and hit us up. Uh, make sure to hit us up with your questions on YouTube. We're gonna take a quick two minute break if you're watching us live on YouTube, and then we are gonna come back and we're gonna kind of shoot the crap about the Jaguars all twenty five. So it should be fun. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back to segment three of another Jags podcast, the uh, only podcast that records during the off season, apparently. Mm-hmm. But um, I get it, you know, life comes at you fast. But we have nothing else to do besides talk about the Jags. But we wanted, to, we've been talking about D line. Uh, we really have exhausted the position at this point, don't you think? We have I mean, exhausted did, did we, the position. Did we miss anything? About the D line that that you are just burning to talk about. Uh, hmm. Well, we were talking about yesterday or the day before we were talking about the San Francisco Forty ers That's pretty random. Yeah, remember D Ford and the Joey, the uh, Nick Bosa. D Ford, Nick Bosa, DeForest yeah. Buckner. Because Jason is really not like the thought of Josh Allen and Yannick Ngakwe playing together. Here was the question, and I'm glad you brought this up. Try to trick him. He tried to trick me, and he showed me a defensive line that was the 49ers. It was the PFF lineup. And it had Joey Bosa on one end. Yeah. And D Ford on Nick the other. Bosa. <laughs> Nick Bosa. Not yeah. Joey? Same person. Nick Bosa on one end and D Ford on the other. And you showed me the D-line, and you said, what do you think about this D-line? And what, and what did I say? Well, something about running against it. I, I said I would run all day against this D-line. Yeah. And then he was like, dang, I tried to trick you because this is exactly like the Jags D-line. And what did teams do against us last year? They ran it against us. They ran it against us all day. So, like, it didn't work. Like, 
if you like it comes down to if you have like a speed D line, like that really helps you in some situations, but smart teams will run the ball all over you. And does running the ball win games nowadays? It though? does. I mean the Patriots showed you what controlling the clock can do and okay, a, f- a few games. The Chiefs they with beat. Tom Brady though. That's true. I mean, yeah. do you respect Tom Brady a little bit more in that situation? Of course. Yeah. They're like, oh crap, it's Tom Brady and he has a run game now, so but he didn't have much receiving game. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan. Uh, who else did they have last year? Uh, the kick returner from Minnesota, that first round draft pick, Cordell Paris or Patterson. Cordero Patterson. Cord- Cordero Patterson. So, I mean, it's not like he's throwing now. it to a Jaguars. All right, this is from before. UCF Jaguar on YouTube. This is our boy UCF Jaguar. He says, "I'm just ready for preseason week one, so I can get a little substance to watch." Unfortunately, week one will be an away game. So we will is not be... Phil- at Phillies? It, at it, Philly? I think Philly's week two at home, is okay. it not? I know Nick Foles has had a... Uh... I think I think week two preseason at home is against Philly. Okay. I mean, don't... I mean, I'm not 100%. Don't quote him on that one. But the uh, week one is away. So uh, we will not be there for that. Week two, though, we will be at the home game, 100%. If you're looking for us, and for those of you that go to the Jags home games... We go to the Sky Patio. Now, to fill you on the Sky Patio, it is above the Bud Zone. It's a deck above the Bud Zone. It's by the dogs. It's it's right by the dog park, which is why we're so... It's why Jason's there. Adamantly. <laughs> I'm a dog lover. What can I say? Oh, that's what it but is. But it gives you like an end zone view. It's close to bathrooms that are never crowded, never aligned. It's close to a concession stand for if you like concessions, which we all do. Then... It's literally the perfect spot. You can. It's like a kind of a party zone without being like the bud zone where you can't see anything. It's a little ghetto, but it's not bad. It can get ghetto because if you buy a standing room only ticket, that's where you have to go. But it's it's the most underrated ticket in the building, and we bought expensive tickets for games. We've had some fun there. We no, I'm saying we've bought tickets that were like close to the field. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, but it's not like a party the way it is on the sky patio. Yeah. But it's not like too much of a party where you can't see anything like this on the bud zone. It's the perfect mix. Yeah. So if you go to the games. You can tell Jason's a, a huge fan. I am. You'll see me in my Jalen Ramsey jersey. I'm there every the single The Gus bus in the sky zone. Yeah. That's, you know where to find that's us. Jason. Brent Papano says he's wondering if this he's wondering if this might be the best time for a live YouTube for those on the West Coast. Mm. Maybe another Jags podcast will become the biggest Jad podcast in Cali. Ooh, there's a lot of competition out there, though. I'm not <laughs> sure if we can do it. You know, I got to say, Brent, we are already the biggest podcast in England. Wow. We were, we were that a long time ago. Before we were the most downloaded Jags podcast, we were the biggest Jags podcast in England. I don't know how it happened. We, I do know how it happened, actually. Because we had fans on Twitter reach out to us, and we read their comments and their questions on the podcast. So we picked up a, a word of mouth. We picked up a huge fan base in England and we became, we hit, we, we have our hosting service on our podcast through Libsyn. And I'm sorry for the Jags fans that are here for substance. This is segment three where we kind of talk about ourselves, but we have our hosting service through Libsyn and Libsyn is a hosting podcast company that, and they actually have like this map that shows you where your downloads are coming from. And we have this huge hot zone <laughs> In England, which makes no sense. Like, like we're pretty downloaded here in America. And this was back in the day. You know, we've now become the the most downloaded podcast in America uh, for Jags. But um, I think he has a point with the West Coast thing. Yeah. Now I've always told you weekends, but 
Do you think Reese Jones Drew has built a West Coast fan base? I have met people who are UCLA fans that just came to become Jaguar fans because of Mercedes Lewis and MJD. That's a good year. Multiple people, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, Why would you not? Two of their biggest players probably ever. Yeah. Yeah. Did Josh Rosen UCLA? Did who? Josh Rosen? Yeah. We'll see. I would have took him. Anything Josh Rosen does in Miami? Uh, I mean, Miami's a dumpster fire. I think he... Alan, our boy Alan Hearns is there now. Okay, yeah. Um, Kenny Drake's. They had some pieces. Alan Hearns, a.k.a. No Tibula Hearns. That's messed up. <laughs> That's way too soon. We love Alan Hearns, man. He's a beast. He's His family. That was, that was a fun Jags game. His we family. went to a Jags game uh, when they played the Dolphins. When yeah. Was it Josh Scobie or was it Josh Myers? Uh, Jason Myers. It was Jason, Jason Myers. Myers, yeah. Jason Myers hit a 53-yarder yep. to win the game. And that was the Alan Robinson, the game he went off, right? I think so. Okay. And we were tailgating in Lot J at the stadium. We used to like sneak in a Lot J somehow by parking passes. Remember that? You can't sneak into a lot. We used to like buy people's parking passes in Lot J. Anyways, Alan Hearns' family had like an entire row. All, all of, of Miami was down there. All of Miami had rented parking spots. Had a DJ. They, they legit had a DJ. <laughs> like no, like not only do they have a DJ, they had yeah. a hype man. Yeah, they had a hype man, man that, that was, was like sw- that was like waving a shirt, <laughs> and they all had like Miami tents and yes. shirts, and they were all wearing Alan Hearns jerseys. Yeah, they were going hard, and it, it was awesome. It was a good game, and that That's was awesome. awesome. That's what I'm, dude. We're all happy for Alan Hearns. Yeah. There's no one on earth who is going to be like salty about Alan Hearns no. going to Miami. He was a free agent that ended up becoming. Undrafted free yeah. agent. Good for him, man. That's this kind of story like you yeah. like to see. Yeah. In the era of all these guys holding you know, out. He's, he is the Miami Hurricanes single season receiving leader. Wow. Of, of all the f- great pros that have played there. He's Even the Michael Irvin? Yeah. Most yards in a season, like 1,180 1, or something like that. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap up this podcast. This is segment three. And we had one person. <laughs> this is, we had one person who uh, messaged us. And was like, hey, sometimes I don't have time to listen to the whole podcast, so I listen to segment three in those situations. So I think we we may need to have separate music for segment three. We may need to just end our podcast at two segments and just start a new podcast at segment three called the Random Jaguar Podcast. Am I am I too far down a rabbit hole here now? You're not no, listening. Like you it. don't care. No, okay. All right, like here's it. the all twenty five that we left off of. I want to get your thoughts on this. Is nine through six. Number nine, Marcus Stroud. Not bad. Does he deserve to be higher than John Henderson? Uh, no. In your brain, though, do you always kind of think of him being a little better than John Henderson? Uh, they were both really good. It's really hard to separate them, though. But I do remember John Henderson. I thought John Henderson was better, but they were both really, really damn good. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Number eight, Rasheen Mathis. Surprised Tony Brackens is ahead of him. I am too, but maybe because we didn't watch as much football back then. Yeah, but Rashid maybe because he was really, drafted higher, maybe. Yeah, but um, how many All Pros did Tony Brackens have? Any? That's a good question. Yeah. How many did Rasheen Mathis have? One, I believe. Go seven. Good good for, we went to. Uh, dude, Rasheen was consistent, man. He was a beast. Dude. I don't know why we let him go, Gene Smith. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that seems to happen. Number seven, Keenan McCardell. Are you surprised Terry Braggins is higher than him? Yeah. That's what I'm surprised about. Yeah, me too. I think it's got to be the draft pick, the number two draft pick. Like where he was drafted. Yeah. yeah. I mean, being like the number two overall draft pick is pretty insane. I mean, it's probably why Baselli's going to be number one. Yeah. Let, let's go with some predictions see here. See Baselli's one? Let's see yeah. here. 
Who's number one? Sally. Yeah, you're probably right. Is it Fred Taylor? It's going to be Fred Taylor or him. Him. Brunel. I can't leave Brunel's top. Brunel, Jimmy Taylor. Smith, Fred Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew. Um, Kevin Hardy. Kevin Hardy. Pause? No, it's Hardy. Okay. Brunel. I, this is the order I think it'll be. Brunel, Hardy, Maurice Jones, Drew. Jimmy Smith, Fred Taylor, Tony Baselli. That's my final answer. And that might have been six, but it's segment three. Okay. So you can't, Are you going to use special music for that from now on? <laughs> you can't challenge me on my math in segment three because, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Mark Burnell, I know a lot of Jags fans we follow on Twitter will not be happy about that. He does not seem to be a... Uh, well, he had some comment. It's not on, very liked anymore. Well, he had a comment on ESPN where he said the Jags were going to move to England. Oof. So that did not help his chances. He's a good guy, though. I mean, I've coached with the guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's, nice dude, but I mean. Yeah, super nice guy. He hasn't guy. always made the best decisions. Whataburger. But, um, Whataburger's good. I mean, they're me. good, but probably not investing your life savings into it. Anywho. And now that we've branched into um, our Shark Tank yeah. um, part of the portion, um, I will say we've talked about D-line. We've talked about the all 25. We've gotten to segments one, two, and three. And um, for that reason, I'm out. You're out. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, episode 77. This was the line, uh, the D-Line podcast. Um, we're going to keep going. I think we're going to hit secondary next because that's the only position left. We've talked about every position on the offense. We've talked about the D-Line, the linebackers, and then we're going to talk about secondary on Wednesday. So make sure you follow us. Um, this is we're probably going to launch our fantasy football league after Wednesday's podcast. So get your good questions in. This is your last chance to qualify for the another Jags podcast fantasy league, in which we'll be giving out free prizes. It's free to join. We're just gonna, but the only problem is we only have ten spots, and really it's only nine spots because we it's twelve team league. You got Joey, me, and Mike. That leaves nine spots, and we've kind of softly giving away a couple spots via Twitter through people that ask good questions. So there's a couple spots left. Ask us some good questions for Wednesday. We're talking about the secondary. We're not going to be short of any topics talking about Jalen, talking about AJ Boye and the two young safeties. So get your questions in. Um, follow us on Twitter another Jack's pod, Facebook, Instagram, another Jack's podcast, YouTube live. You can watch this show live on YouTube. We've already mentioned that a billion times. And um, give us a good review on iTunes and give us a good review on anything you can because that helps us get our word out more to people. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Good so, publicity. Yeah. So thank you so much, Jags fans, for making us the most downloaded Jags podcast right now. We're so humbled to say that. And uh, we'll be here every week as long as we can. And as always, go Jags. <laughs>